Hello everyone and welcome to this instalment of Barrage and Tom Rambling On. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my good friend Barrage. Yes, hello, that is me. I hope you're all having a tolerable day. This is going wrong. <laughs> Let's have a look at our topics today, shall we? In this episode, we will be looking at the Newegg fiasco. One of the most highly reviewed games ever. And other people's initial hands-on with the Steam Deck harder. Because on... Oh, it's not that I'm poor. I have got one on order, but it, I forgot the CVC for my uh, bank card and I was at work. So I couldn't, like, it took me an hour to get my order in. So that's why I'm Q2. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, also, also the, the, the way that you worded your thing in that intro, um, it sounded like you were calling the Newegg fiasco one of the most highly reviewed games ever. <laughs> i mean it might be one day who knows yeah speaking of the new egg fiasco let's get into it oh boy this is a lot to unpack which is ironic because the item that sparked this whole debacle wasn't even unpacked (laughs) so i'm sure if you have any insights into um tech related media in the last month, you will have heard of this. So, in the in the words of of a local, what happened was happened was so gamers nexus, large YouTube channel. Well, yeah, large, bigger than me. Um, they ordered a five hundred US dollar motherboard for a project. I'm not entirely sure what project. Um, so, you know, they, I think they had like a processor and they needed this specific board for it to work on. Um, by the time they got it, they managed to fix the issue they were having. So they sent the motherboard back without, they like opened the outer box, saw what it was, packaged it back up, stuck the shipping label on, sent it back. Um, Newegg refused the refund because of pin damage on the LGA socket and thermal pate. <laughs> I, I like to read it as thermal pate. <laughs> to be fair, I did, I did type that and I was like, hmm, yes, thermal pate. <laughs> I'm going to go make some toast and put my thermal pate on it. <laughs> Ooh. So, um, all of this came to public knowledge at the start of February with uh, Gamers Nexus releasing a video explaining like the like the initial part of it where Newegg were like, no, we're not doing this. Um that was like this was two or three months after like the whole start of this debacle. But it was the first time that we in the non Gamers Nexus staff knew about it. So um Yeah. There was like I remember seeing in one of the videos, it was like, "Oh yeah, we'll send the product back to you." Ash, they refused the refund, and then it just never showed up. And they were like, "No, yeah, it's been shipped, but couldn't provide a tracking number," which you know, kind of sus. Um, so obviously this comes out. There's like a huge Twitter mess because when is Twitter not a mess? Um. 
And Newegg, you know, seeing this public backlash, were like, oh, we better do something about this. So they sent back the motherboard and gave Gamers Nexus a refund. So, you know, this has gone on. Another YouTube channel, Paul's Hardware, releases a video explaining how the RMA process at Newegg works. Because actually, he was a RMA tech. It, he wasn't like a frontline RMA tech. So the way he described it as working was... Um, when they receive a package in RMA, they open it up. There's a group of people who do like the fir the first line, just like checking the product. Anything that is like doesn't meet the standards for qualifying for a refund or is abnormal gets sent off to Paul's department. So like he explained that was how it was when he worked there up until 2005. Um, shortly thereafter, about three or four days, uh, Gamers Nexus posted a new video. They'd received the motherboard back. So they opened it up and sat on the motherboard above the CPU socket is a massive Gertbig sticker from Gigabyte where Newegg has sent this motherboard back for RMA, because it, it was broken. Um, well, the, the customer listed on there was Magnell Associates, which is actually a subsidiary of Newegg. Or, like, a, I don't really know how companies work. It's all big and scary every time I look into it. it it's but, part um, of Newegg in some form. Yeah, it's like... Newegg's cousin or something. Um, so, you know, in an incredible piece of investigative journalism, like Gamers Nexus ring up Gigabyte, posing as like an aftermarket reseller. Um, and Gigabyte were like, oh, yeah, give us the reference number on the board. So like, they gave it and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, they sent it back and we told them it was $100 to put a new new socket on which to be fair i thought that would be way more expensive yeah like you know i mean it's probably like they they produce them in such a massive quantity i'm surprised they'd even like attempt something like it not just ship out a new board but then i guess you know the people who make it would be the people who would know how to do that sort of thing last time i tried soldering it went terribly well it didn't go terribly it just didn't go great um, but yeah, um, so anyway, yeah, Gigabyte sent Newegg ba back the board when Newegg didn't want to spend the $100 to have it repaired, um, and it somehow ended up in the what, what they classify as the open box area. So apparently, like, Newegg's warehouse, they've got regular inventory and then they've got open box um and that like obviously this should given the fact that the board was technically non-functional when gigabyte sent it back it should have been sent for recycling somehow it didn't um and then right so you know this is already looking bad for new egg and then ufd tech another tech youtuber there's a lot more tech youtubers than i realized <laughs> there's there's quite a few of them out there um 
So UFD Tech posts a video about how he worked with Newegg, or the, the Newegg Now affiliate program, to get loaner devices to make reviews, only to be told by Newegg that because he lived in Florida, something to do with Floridian tax law, they couldn't pay him for, like, the refer... So the Newegg Now program, it's like... I'll tell you what, it's a very interesting concept. So it would be like if we went to, say, like, eBuyer here in the UK, and we're like, yo, can we borrow these parts for a sponsored video, and we'll send them back afterwards. That's, like, how it works. Uh, I thought, you know, that's just quite a smart idea. It saves a hell of a lot of money for content creators that haven't got a huge financial backing. But, um, you know, and then, like, the idea is, oh, I bought these products at Newegg. And, and like, you, you put a referral link down there, like your Amazon affiliate links or whatever, but for Newegg. So you get, like, a cut. Um, yeah, Newegg said that he wasn't eligible for the affiliate links because of Floridian tax law, but he would be eligible for the about $500 that he was owed for the two sponsored videos. Which is, I think that's the most insight I've ever seen into exactly how much a sponsored video makes. There's, well, there's I, I guess it also depends because two hundred fifty dollars an episode. That that particular channel, I imagine, someone like checked it, and say probably probably get, get more cut. Yeah, but that's that's just because of the sheer brand power. I mean, yes. like UFD Tech, they've got. A fair few subscribers, but you know, compared to the giants of the industry, Linus Tech Tips, it's it's nothing. But yeah, um, so you know, that's that's not good. Just it gets still somehow gets worse. So Newegg agreed to sponsor a stream that UFD Tech was doing on the behalf of a charity. I can't exactly remember which charity. Something charity-wise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, the person who would win this raffle or giveaway or whatever would be given an i9-9900K. That's not exactly a cheap processor. But, you know, Noeg were like, yeah, we'll do that. Um... So, like, stream ends, winners announced, whatever, whatever. Um, UFD Tech pass on the details of the winner to Newegg. Um, and then it all goes downhill from there. So, Newegg send out the thing. And then the tracking's marked as delivered back to Newegg. You know, UFD Tech reaches out about this because, you know, he's got someone expecting a prize. Um, I mean, it, you know, there's there's a, a sort of sketchy history on YouTube of people doing giveaways and then not following through with them. So he didn't want to do that. So it took so long for Newegg to get back about it that he sent out his personal i9 from his rig yeah. to to the recipient about like this was two months down the line from the giveaway at this point another two months later they finally get a hold of the cpu from newegg it gets sent to ufd tech but at that point 
<clears throat> he said that his system was incompatible with it at that point, so I'm guessing he switched to Ryzen. But, yeah, you know. So, you know, that's, what, 2020, I think this was? Late 2020, early 2021. Um, when this all, when the whole, this on current New Egg fiasco came up again on Twitter, he replied to a tweet uh, from Gamers Nexus, like, saying, oh, yeah, I've had these experiences. And then New Egg approaches, like, one of their community manager people, reaches out and is like, oh, we're sorry you didn't get paid. Here, we'll, we'll give you $1,500. You know, it totally doesn't sound like hush money or something. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then the business contact i don't exactly know what the proper term for them is like the person at newegg who liaises with content creators or like the team that deals with it the person who ufd tech is in contact with blames a colleague who left like i'm fairly certain if you're leaving like a big company the the first thing you want to really do is make sure that all of your active projects are handed over properly yeah, but the problem with that is I watched that video and yeah. it turns out the person who came in and was like, oh, yeah, 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 that person's left now, so it was their fault. Um, The person that said that was CC'd into the original emails. Yeah, 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 that was the, that was the even stupider part of it. <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah. Um, Gamers Nexus have now actually spoken to... Um, not just a new egg rep, they had like the VP of sales. Um there's a hell of a lot of strange departments at Newegg as it turns out. But they yeah, don't like keep their managers very long either. No, no, like literally out of two of the four blokes that Steve went to speak to at Newegg, <clears throat> they'd been in the role for a few months. So, you know, that doesn't doesn't sound great. But yeah. I would say, if you want the full rundown, go out and watch the videos by Gamers Nexus, Paul's Hardware, UFD Tech. It's also summarised well over, like, three WAN shows it's been going on so long. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, this has hit some, some big YouTubers. But, since this issue, hundreds of regular consumers are reporting similar things. Like, uh, have you watched the Gamers Nexus like video where they had the meeting? Uh, I've watched bits of it, yes. Okay, do you see the folder that Steve has on the desk that's like yep. an inch and a half thick? That's yep. like less than a quarter of the emails that Gamers mm -hmm. Nexus received yeah. about it. It is insane. And Thankfully, he, yeah. Uh, he didn't even yeah, put that on a video. He put that out on Twitter and that. It wasn't even on YouTube, which is his biggest platform. It was on Twitter, yeah. where he got all those replies from. Yeah. Literally, they tweeted out, um, like, oh, they made a specific email inbox for this. You know, like, I love Gamers Nexus. I'd say they are the closest to actual journalism that YouTube journalism, in the tech sphere at least, gets. Like, they do proper investigative work. And, you know, props to them for doing that. But um, yeah, thankfully for us, uh, Newegg doesn't trade in the UK. Well, they do. They you can go to Newegg, whatever slash UK, 
and you'll get all your prices in Great British Pounds. Um, but judging from the fact that uh, I looked it up, I tried like getting a thirty sixty shipped to the UK. I didn't actually. I, I wouldn't buy that. But um, it was like seventy dollars shipping. So that includes like customs fees. So they are just shipping it from America. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to trust whoever with shipping a graphics card over international borders. <laughs> <laughs> not at the moment. No. Well, it's okay if it's coming from that direction. There's there's no angry angry dictators in the middle of the Atlantic yet. <laughs> I say yet. It's bound to happen. We time. are in the we are in the bizarre timeline. Time. Yeah. So it's it's a shame really because Newegg is pretty much the only big competition that Amazon has in large parts of America because Micro Center only exists in like a few states and Radio Shack's gone I I only know uh, Radio Shack sounds like it would have been the perfect store for me I think it was basically Maplin but American style (sighs) you know it wouldn't be a proper computer build if you didn't have to go to Maplin for something (laughs) normally paste or something yeah thermal paste Uh... always one time a SATA cable, but yep. I still have yeah. my D. Oh, delicious! Uh, I think yeah, I think I've got at least two gig of every generation of RAM from from like one up to four, not five though. Uh, not yet. Not yet. I can't afford that stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, at least here in the UK, we've got. I mean, we've got Amazon, obviously. But, like, in terms of proper people who ship parts, we've got a few options. We've got Box, eBuyer, Overclockers, and Scan. So there's, like, a ton of others as well that are a hell of a lot smaller. You find them all on PC Part Picker, and you're like, never heard of them. I'm not sure I trust them. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know. But, yeah. It's kind of interesting, though, like, It's a real shame because brick and mortar, like computer stores, are becoming like less and less extensive. They're just not there anymore. I miss them. You know, like when when my um, cooler died yeah. at the start of this year, the start of this academic year. Um, it was like you know, I I went up to Curry's PC World, and they were like, "No, we don't stock that sort of thing. It's all it's all online only." Yeah. Right. I mean, to be fair, buying anything from Curse PC World is literally like, I'm really desperate. Please help. Yeah. Otherwise, I would go somewhere better. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. Uh, The only thing they do kind of well is like the comparison of of, like mobile phone contracts. But even then, they only cover like four networks. (laughs) So. But yeah. Yeah, it's all a bit of a mess over over there in in that sort of world. But do go and watch the videos uh, anyway. Yeah, they are very good. Burridge, positive things, go. <laughs> positive things. Ah, yes. From Software have released their next game. And while it's not called Dark Souls, it's basically Dark Souls. But okay. And you know what? It's great. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. I I played a bit of Dark Souls three. I don't. I think I've played all of them to some extent, but Dark Souls three was the one I played the most of. Um, I don't think I ever. 
anything like that, but uh, I had a bit of fun with it. Bloodborne I played a bit of, it was alright. Uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, a hardcore gamer, uh, gamer and, and, and I'm certainly not um, games by any stretch of the imagination. But I've been having fun. I purchased it a few days after initial release. Um, I was going to wait until a sale because, you know, I yeah. the, hype, the hype for it wasn't there for me because I enjoy the games because I like the RPG aspects of them. Um, but otherwise, yeah. But I, I, I changed my mind because I realized how much fun it would be to like sit on the sofa with Jess and play play it and explore this big open world with Jess sort of also commenting on things that's going on. Um, Outcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we ended up recording it. So yeah, that, that'll be a fun thing. Yeah. We do content. Do content on Player Squared. <laughs> it's Yay. actually going to be a thing. Oh, uh, finally on Player Squared. <laughs> yeah, Player Squared's finally going to have content on the YouTubes. It's going to be great. Oh um, my goodness. Uh, the good, uh, the combat's fun. It's quite fluid. It's you know, it's great fun. The extensive class system, uh, all the RPG aspects. Basically, everything good from Dark Souls is still here. Um, okay. Sure. Um, I don't have that much experience with them overall, so like I can't give beats. But I mean, I mean, when we're done here, I'll probably be playing it, so I'll probably just stream it to you, and you can <laughs> have a little watch. See what's going on. Um, yeah. Um. I I I've realized I'm really enjoying playing the astro- uh, astrologer class um Aww. which is basically magic and uh. it's great because it's made my game a lot easier to play I don't have to worry as much about dodging shit because I'm just killing them before they get near me with magic um which is wonderful uh although I imagine the true hardcore fans would berate me for such a thing um Filthy casual. But quite frankly, I don't care. Get back in your basement and enjoy the game the way you want to play it, and I will play it the way I want to play it. In the words of Demi Lovato, uh, 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 (laughs) I really don't care. Copyright strike. No, I cannot sing well enough for any algorithm to pick that up. Uh, (laughs) uh, The bad, though, apart from the community, as a you know, gamers in general. <laughs> just gamers in general. Um, We're all terrible. Stutters. Really bad stuttering sometimes. Um, I've managed to fix some issues by just going down to the, you know, the lowest setting. Yeah. Um, and the game still looks fine. The trees go a bit weird in the light, though. Like, as the time of day changes, the, the shadows on the trees go really weird. Jarring. But nothing too extreme. Um... And I felt like in some cases I got punished for exploring because I was just exploring. It's a a big open world game. I could go off and do whatever the hell I want when I want. So I was just exploring. I was in this safe zone area called the hold, the round table hold or something. And I jumped down into like the hallway there. But what I hadn't noticed was when I jumped down there, my the little shield that indicated you were in a safe space and there was no combat disappeared. Next thing I know, and I was just exploring down there. I didn't realize I couldn't then get back up either. I was stuck down there, so I had to die anyway. But (laughs) 
I then got invaded by who I thought was a player. So I was very confused. I was like, but I have offline turned off. Why am I being invaded? What the hell's going on? Turns out that the game has a few places where an NPC will spawn in as an invasion. Oh, right. And attack you. But of course, because I was down a place where I couldn't get back up, I lost whatever runes, runes instead of souls in this case. Right. Uh, okay. I, I had. So I was a bit jarred and a bit frustrated from that particular situation, but it didn't stop me playing the game. I was just a little like off a. Uh, sake and oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> and then I just sort of went off and did other things, you know? Like, it wasn't big enough of a deal for me to worry too much. I didn't lose that many runes anyway, yeah. but... Uh, bonfires are lost graces. Uh, the map is huge. I've only unlocked, like, three or four map pieces on my most explored character. I have many characters I've been playing with to try different classes. Because um, we, yeah, we started as a warrior on our player squared play for episode one but moving on to episode two we're gonna be and this is spoilers for people who won't because these videos probably won't be up just yet but um spoilers. moving into episode two i went to astrologer because i was playing astrologer offline and i was like oh i really like this this is really fun i'm enjoying this so much more so i switched over the character but yeah it's a bit jarring in places uh the lag being the worst of it and i'm not exactly running a I'm running an old system, you know, 8700K and a 1080. It's not exactly new anymore, but it's still high-end enough. And the game, I, I'm well above the um, recommended, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure the yeah. recommended is like a 1070. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm above the recommended. And I'm playing on lowest just to get rid of some of it. But, yeah, it's very frustrating. I hope they do fix that. But it isn't just... The PC port is the worst one, I believe. I believe PS5 and... PS4 and Xbox Ones are a little better for it, but still get the issue. So hopefully they fix those issues so that it will you know, just be a smoother experience to play. But I've not had other... I've not had... I'm going to regret saying this, but I've not had a single crash. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen now. Um, but <laughs> yes, it, I, I've just asked for it now. Uh, yeah, I've not had a single crash yet, but I know for a fact now I've said it. I'm going to crash every five seconds, but gone. Uh, how many hours have I done? Uh, I think I've done 18 and a bit hours now. Nice. Uh, and based on what, from what I've heard, 17.7 hours, according to the team. And from what I've heard, uh, that isn't even tip of the iceberg for how many hours worth of content there actually is. Yeah. But the open world is so good because... A lot of open world games, and I'm looking at Dragon Age Inquisition here, Dragon Age 3, um, one of the most emptiest open worlds I've ever run through. Um, in Elden Ring, it's very much like there's things going on all the time. There's patrols everywhere. There's enemies in places. They jump you sometimes. And it's like, there's always something. And then sometimes I'll find a cave, so I go and have a quick look. But I'm also being cautious in case there's a boss waiting to absolutely destroy me. Um, in fact, just before this recording, I went through a swamp and a dragon swooped down and ate my face immediately oh, uh, without any warning other than I knew there was a dragon in a swamp because uh, I was just going to go kill a load of guys because there was loads of guys crowded. I went, oh, free, free runes. Let's go. Um, and then this dragon just comes down. The music starts playing and I'm like, oh, oh, no. And I got out of there with like a sliver of health. Why can I hear boss music? Yeah, no, literally. 
Uh, well, I heard the boss music after I had my face eaten. Um, ah, right. But I had, like, a sliver of health, so I escaped on the horseback. And I'm just like, ah! I screamed. Right. I, I think I made Jess jump as well, because I, like, I like proper, like, screamed as it came down, because I just was not expecting it. <laughs> I can already tell you this game is terrible. That You got attacked. You were in a swamp, and it wasn't Shrek that attacked you. So it wasn't therefore... Shrek that attacked me, no. Definitely not. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Not <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure modders will fix that soon. Um... They probably already have. That's the worst part. <laughs> Hence, gamers are degenerates. Uh, well... <laughs> we are the we are the worst. Yeah, and uh, well, speaking of Steam games, I guess. Uh, speaking of degenerates, and also, <laughs> I can tell you by the way for your next topic, the Elder Ring is verified for the device is you're it? about to speak about. Yes, they finally like. So before I get into this, I just want to say I am I'm very happy. Um, the developers of Euro Truck Sim Two have patched it so that it now works with controllers, so it is Steam Deck compatible. Oh, nice. So, guess who's going to be playing Euro Truck Sim 2 everywhere? Uh, actually, while we're going on to the next topic of the Steam Deck, I just want to say, I just went on to the God of War Steam page, which is, you know, a PlayStation title that's now on PC. Yeah. Well, you can also, it's verified to work on the Steam Deck, so it's a PlayStation game that's now on PC that will also work on Linux. Yeah, it is... What a strange time. Didn't the PS3 up to a certain like software version could support Linux as an operating system? Oh Christ, I don't I think like, if, your, hard, but... if your PS3 was manufactured before a certain date or had um up to a certain software revision, then it you could sideload Linux. I mean, I'm sure that I mean I yeah. I mean I I have five PS3s, so trying to make one working one, but it it yeah. I mean, hell, let, let's move on to the topic yeah. at hand. Oh, baby, the, the embargoes are gone. Well, in fact, we are so late recording this that we are beyond the embargoes being gone, and the console's actually released now. <laughs> <laughs> But still, let's see what it has to offer. I will be talking about hardware here because realistically, I could watch as many videos and read as many write-ups of the software as I want. I am not going to know until I get it in my hand what I think of the software. I can look at it all day and until I get to see the performance with my own two eyeballs, uh, I'm not going to talk about hardware, however. That's the fun stuff. Right, so... Let's see what's under the hood. The final specifications for the Steam Deck. It has an AMD Zen 2 eight co- no, 4 core 8 threads processor, which is roughly equivalent to. What would that be? Like a. Uh, like a Ryzen 5. 3600X? Yeah, something like that. Because, wait, is the Ryzen 5 Zen 3? Uh, uh... The the Ryzen product lineup and their generational naming is a little bit weird. Oh God! Zen two CPU. Let's have a look. Uh, Zen two computer process. Um, I know I'm expecting too much of the internet, but could Se- just, yeah, like... Zen three, Zen three. Uh, the five is Zen three. Yeah, okay. the five thousand series is Zen three seven nanometer. So this will be equivalent to a. 
2600, I guess. Yeah, which, you know, it's two generations old, but it's it's still... I mean, like, look at your CPU. Your CPU's still, like, decent, and it's my, my, my how CPU... many generations old now? Way old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 8700K. Uh, let's see, an 8700K, it came out quarter one, 27... Uh, quarter, sorry, uh-huh. quarter four, 2017. Um, yeah, I'm rocking a very old... It's an 8th gen i7, so yeah, it's it's old. I'm running an old setup, because that's 2018, and then oh. a GX1080. Uh, that launched in 2016, so I'm running a rig that is no newer than quarter four, 2017. Damn. Yeah, I was having this conversation with my colleague yesterday, but it's like... 2017 was five years ago. Yeah. What has happened? Well, I mean, we sort of skipped a year and a half because, you know, the world ended because of a plague. And now it's just ending for other reasons. But anyway, yeah. Um. So, like, four cores, eight threads, Zen 2 architecture. You're looking at the equivalent performance of a Ryzen 3 3300X. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, like, that's... That, and the thir- uh, Ryzen 3 3100. Oh, okay, so mine's Zen 2. Sick. But yeah. Um, so, you know, not super high-end, but it will definitely be good to... I mean, look at what Nintendo does with the ancient hardware they're running in the Switch. Well, yeah, that's the thing, though. You, the hardware in this is really high-end in many ways based on the screen resolution you're playing at. Yeah, yeah, realistically, you can squeeze a hell of a lot of performance if you're not trying to run something at a stupid resolution. But, uh, yep, it's got eight RDNA 2 graphical compute units. Um, that's basically an eight-core um, GPU from one of the uh, AMD graphics card lineups. I forgot the word for graphics card then. Um, 16 gigabytes of LPDDR5. Well, I will have DDR5. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with three options for inbuilt storage. Um, 64 gig, the base model. Uh, 256 gig and 512. It is all um, M.2s in the specific key because M.2 has keying and I can't remember which one. But they are theoretically end user replaceable. I think someone's already got a two terabyte one knocking about. Like they just swapped the SSD for a, a two terabyte Sabrin one, which you know is quite impressive. Um, the M.2 bus is capable of up to PCI three four um, X speeds, so you know it's not blistering. Given we're at what PCI four now for the highest end storage, but you know. It's still a darn sight better than even SATA, I think. Yeah, because what's SATA? Six gigabits per second. Yeah, but yeah, you know, SSDs are very capable, even at like these lower speeds. It's got a six axis gyroscope. So, you know, like, Burridge, you'll know, uh, when you're playing Mario Kart and you can tilt the switch. Yes. You can actually do that with the Steam Deck. You can steer oh. by tilting the whole Steam Deck. Oh, imagine playing Euro Truck Sim like that. <laughs> that would be so annoying. You, we would be crashing a lot more than we do now. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it's got a 1280 by 807 inch screen, um, which, yeah, like you say, it's it's running at below what we would consider standard nowadays. But realistically, you don't want to try run play games or anything at like a proper re- full HD resolution that small. Because, like, I'm sure you notice if you if you've ever compared like a 1080p monitor to a 4K monitor, everything looks so much smaller on a 4K monitor because of the higher pixel density. I mean, sure, it's higher detail, but especially on a smaller screen, you know, that and you can, like Burridge said a minute ago, you can squeeze a lot more performance out of something by by running it at a lower resolution. You have to process less less pixels this way. <laughs> it's compatible with Bluetooth 5, so you'll be able to use your Bluetooth gaming headsets if you're one of them headset-wearing Epic gamers. <laughs> um, or, you know, you can do whatever else you do with Bluetooth. What do people use Bluetooth for nowadays other than AirPods? <laughs> I genuinely don't know. It has a 40-watt-hour battery, um, which is beefy. Like, you know, that's a darn sight beefier than your phone battery. But then this is drawing a darn sight more than your phone. Um, And it runs on SteamOS, which actually, looking back, is quite an old project now. But it OS com- was originally a uh, Debian-based. Yes, yeah. SteamOS um, was Debian-based. So, they switched uh, to... Yeah, the base oh. system rules from Debian 8 on the Steam on the Steam OS's page. Yeah, because like the first version of Steam OS was made to run on those um, Alienware boxes that were the Steam machines, wasn't it? You know, I looked into them the other day. It's still like £300 secondhand on eBay, a Steam machine. God, Dell, why'd you ruin everything you touch? Um, yes, so, like, annoyingly, the batteries are glued in, so that's going to make replacing the batteries a little bit more difficult. But, you know, batteries are glued into pretty much everything nowadays, and it still can't be as bad as Samsung gluing batteries into their phones. My goodness, they use a lot of glue. So, um, we have a little bit of data here generated by primarily gamers nexus like i said they are thorough oh yeah like like take the whole thing apart and stick thermocouples which is what you use to measure temperature to the components thorough <laughs> yeah like you know there's you we can tell you everything about this and there's take it apart and stick shit to it to see what it does that like that's kind of mental. So the full time to charge from Gamers Nexus's findings is three hours, which isn't bad. I mean, like, I wonder what wattage it's like the brick for it's pushing at that rate. I guess I'll find out when I get one. Um, <laughs> the highest temperatures measured um, was ninety one point four degrees, which was the battery management system while the battery was charging and system load was at 100%. So, yeah, of course, the battery management system is going to be sweating at that point. 
it's pulling power and sending power and there's just power everywhere <laughs> unlimited power <laughs> exactly top fan speed of uh, 6250 rpm at 100% load which is that's loud <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, is no, it is it going to be one of those whiny little fans as well well no apparently the fan noise doesn't exceed 40 decibels so oh, okay yeah, it'll probably be like you know your laptop not not like a gaming laptop fan but on something like like your laptop or my thinkpads it's quite a quiet fan other than at startup so it'll probably be something like that obviously you'll hear it ramp up as it goes as you like get into more intensive things but apparently it's not too bad um so in terms of battery life obviously that's your biggest concern with the handheld exactly how long can i go playing this game before it dies on me so valve rate it for two to eight hours of gameplay um Gamers Nexus testing managed to get it as low as one and a half hours on Devil May Cry 5 at the highest settings with V-Sync turned off. So, you know, they had to absolutely crank it to get those numbers. Which means that Valve's claims probably aren't too far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, like, you could probably expect a decent playtime as long, like, you wouldn't go in and expect it to run GTA 5 for 8 hours. No. But yeah, I'm you could pro- I think at least one Reddit user has already pushed it to like 9 and a half hours on a game. So I mean, like imagine playing something like Terraria or Stardew Valley on it like yeah, cuz it doesn't really pull any power or anything. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> it ain't going to be cranking the CPU at all. No. So well, I mean, we'll have to see as time goes on, but um, you know. And hey, Valve, good guy Valve, they're partnering with iFixit to provide and distribute spare parts. So, despite the fact that they say you know you should get a professional to do any repairs, which you know, fair enough. Um, they will be providing spare parts to just Joe Public. And the warranty will not be voided by you making your own repairs. Only if you balls it up so bad that you break it. Will, yeah. the, will the warranty be voided? I mean, like, the statement of get a professional to do it is clearly to deter anyone who's never even opened up the side of a computer to have a crack at it. But, you know, I'm fairly certain that everyone at Valve fully expects anyone who has any experience with opening something up, replacing a part, and closing it at, like, the scale of the Steam Deck to be more than happy to do it themselves. Yeah. Because, you know, iFixit is aimed at people who like to repair smartphones. Comparatively, the Steam Deck is is nothing it's literally held together with screws as opposed to whatever bloody glue they use on phone screens nowadays oh god it's so bad but uh, yeah interestingly um at the same time they're going to be providing iFixit with spare parts for the valve index as well okay so yeah all good things that aren't coming to an end yet <laughs> so uh yeah that's a lot of talking and i've still got more talking to do did this to yourself. Yeah, this is what happens. This this really did get out of hand. Right, so 
Time for some shorter topics. Samsung has unveiled the Samsung Galaxy S22. Well, in fact, they revealed the S22, the S22 Plus, and the S22 Ultra. As we all know, we sadly lost the uh, Samsung Galaxy Note at the 20 series. Rest in peace, Samsung Galaxy Note. But it is now being replaced by the Ultra in the regular lineup. Which, to be fair, at the level that like Samsung flag flagships are, there really wasn't much difference between the two units. It was just sort of screen size and the pen, which is now included in the Ultra. So, uh, yep, there is finally a replacement for the Note. The, uh, it comes with a little less pen, so you can doodle on your phone or whatever people use it for. I mean, I, I like the idea, but yeah. Uh, it is expected to release um, in the past now, <laughs> on the 25th of February. Same, same day as Steam Decks, actually. Hmm, spooky. So, interestingly, there was a bit of a difference between models made for the United States, China, and India, and units made for the rest of the world. Here in the rest of the world, we get the uh, Exynos. Is that how they pronounce it? I think so. The Exynos 2200 with a 4mm ar architecture and uh, Xclipse 920 GPU. So, Exynos is Samsung's own CPU lineup. Um, the US, China, India markets, however, get a Snapdragon SM8450 and an Adreno 730. I mean, realistically, they are pretty much identical. Um, so yeah, both variants boast octa-core processors, 8 cores total, with uh, the US, China, India market having a slightly up-clocked Cortex-X2 uh, with a with uh, 200 megahertz extra, a real boost. But otherwise, they're the same. So the full CPU package is uh, one Cortex-X2, which is like your big main processor, three Cortex-A710s running at 2.5 gigahertz, which handle heavy loads, but not the heaviest. And then you've got what Intel brand in their current lineup of CPUs as the efficiency cores of A510s at 1.7 gigahertz. It also comes with up to 12 gig of RAM in the base model, S22, or up to 16 gigabytes of RAM in the Ultra, with storage options in the Ultra for half a terabyte and a terabyte of onboard storage, which is quite a lot. The main camera is 50 megapixels. They're really, really pushing out bigger megapixel numbers now, um, which is interesting but whatever um the rear cameras are capable of recording at 8k which uh i don't know if there's many 8k monitors out there so i remember when when the ltt made that 16k monitor and it took like what was it like 16 4k monitors to make or like a stupid number of monitors but yeah um, the selfie camera on the Ultra is a 40 megapixels, which is actually mental, given like your standard selfie camera is like 16 or something. Uh, well, yeah, the on the S22 and the S22 Plus, it's only 10 megapixels. Um, 
with the design of the phone, there's just one thing I don't like, and it's the fact that all of the cameras on the back have their own separate little bump per lens. Which kind I looked at it and immediately thought of a spider. I was like, no, thank you. No spoders. <laughs> yeah, I like I prefer, you know, if you're gonna have you're gonna have the camera bump. Every phone has the camera bump. But if you're gonna do it, like have have it as one big area as opposed to several little ones. But uh yeah, that's that's the new Samsung phone. I mean it does it does look nice, but I think I'll be going with Apple next time. Um Moving on, Meta has suffered the largest single day loss in stock market history. Oh so, uh, no! <laughs> what's Zuckerberg going to do now? <laughs> 195 billion US wiped off stock value in a single day. I didn't even know there was that much money. Um, the crash came about due to Facebook posting very poor earnings versus spec. Uh, expectations driven by a drought of new users. I think this quarter was one of the first quarters in history where Facebook have actually lost more users than they've gained. So, mm, bit of a turnaround. Oh, uh... the largest, the, the previous largest single day loss on a single company was in 2018. It was the Facebook stock, which oh, is. Oh, no! Which is now which now trades under Meta. It's the same stock, just a different brand. Um, you know, like yeah, they've lost all this money, but they still go out there and pull stupid stuff. Like Meta staff, they they have to call each other Meta mates. Totally uh, doesn't sound weird. Uh, that's, that's some proper cringy stuff. That's like they're not they're not co-workers they're work buddies yeah also what while doing some research on this to, to write this script um i found out that nick clegg is meta's policy chief yep global yeah that means it's his job to talk to governments about what laws meta um can have removed or changed no no not that i might have to adhere to yeah <laughs> yeah meta would never lobby anyone to to, to their benefit no company would ever do that. They're all nice people. So, real funny thing, actually, about the Nick Clegg thing. Yeah? On his website, Nick Clegg has a website. And it, it... I know a lot of politicians do, and I was... Yeah, no, but, but his is running WordPress. So is mine. Ah, I'm as good as Nick Clegg. <laughs> um, or, That's or, not a good or, thing. Or, or it seems to be somewhere along the of yeah, no, it is WordPress. I just looked at the style sheet and it... Definitely. That is literally one of the yeah. themes I have on a WordPress blog. Um, <laughs> either way, uh, former MP and Deputy Prime Minister, now Facebook Vice President. Oh yeah, he's the Facebook Vice President as well. The Vice President. Now, he has a post on his website. What is Nick Clegg's salary and net worth? It's just yeah. on here. It's like, yeah, he earned... I mean, it's written in the third person, yeah. which is weird for his own website. Um, yeah. It's probably shadow written. Yeah. So so he earned roughly £134,000. Uh, yeah. He now earns 
roughly. It literally says what he gets. He now earns just shy of 500k a year. But that's his salary. That doesn't include. Oh, yeah. His role is. doesn't include the stock options. Yeah. So he has the role of vice president, global affairs, and communication. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and he has a 7 million pound home. In LA, in yeah, LA. I'm, I'm looking at it. It's like you, this totally isn't just. Oh, look at my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, not LA. Uh, uh, near San Francisco, California. Atherton. Yeah, and and he also has a two million pound London house. Why do you he's need a house worth, that big? He's worth at least nine million pounds on paper. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just. Oh, uh... yeah. They're citing the sun. I wouldn't call the sun reliable in any sense of the also, word. Also, why are they citing the sun if this is a website that's his website? Why do they need to cite somewhere? I don't know. Like, surely he could just go, yeah, I live next to these people. There's, like, there's what? A, literally a write-up that is just mostly a screenshot of a tweet. Yeah. Yeah. What is this website? Yeah, but, you know, he, he was a... He was an MP and Deputy Prime Minister for, for our country here, the United Kingdom of Great Britain, and the other ones. Sorry, Northern <laughs> Ireland. That was mean. <laughs> um, and now his job is to, to help Facebook get their way. It doesn't surprise me. But yeah. Anyway. This 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 next one I find a little bit funny, mainly because I I don't like Epic Games, but uh, Epic Games is refusing to update Fortnite to provide Steam Deck compatibility. Apparently, and this is an actual quote from Tim Sweeney, Linux is a terrifically difficult audience to serve. Is it because they're the ones who are most likely to post bug reports? Mm. Do you reckon? Yeah, there's some nutcases out there who like to compile their own kernels for for Linux. So, oh yeah, they are they are but, definitely a subset of the human race. But it is, and like, I don't mean know, that as in they are worse off than other humans. I just mean they fact, are the, they are a technical level above most humans. They are a yeah. subset of human that are just better. By the way, at I that sort Arch. of thing. <laughs> By the way, I use Arch. That's such a me in the Linux community, but yeah. Um, so Epic have worked with with Vale, apparently, I can't write, Valve, to make their... An- so yeah, stupidly, Epic provides easy anti-cheat, which, you know, they've made. They've said to Valve, yeah, we'll help you get it working on uh, SteamOS and the Proton compatibility layer, um, but they refuse to do it with Fortnite. It... Sweeney is citing concerns about combating cheating as the reason to not update Fortnite for Linux. Even though he had easy anti-cheat updated to work with Linux. Yeah, literally. The the thing that's supposed to prevent the cheating works with Linux now. But, you know, cheating is, 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 is bad. So no Steam Deck fork knife for you. Oh, no. So yeah, uh, these claims have been called out by the community, citing that there will be a standardization of hardware slash software with the Steam Deck. Yeah, so ultimately, that's kind of the thing. You make a game for computers, and can computers can have one of any, like, literally millions of combinations of hardware and software. The Steam Deck, for the most part, will be running one standard set of hardware, and I'd probably say, like, 
a ridiculously high percentage of the users will just be using it with Steam OS. They're not going to put their own OS on it. Yeah. So this this is like the there's a reason that a lot of studios like to develop for consoles, and that's because it is standardized. Yeah. You're not going to have some edge case where someone's using some wacky ancient CPU to run their game and it causes something stupid to happen. You know exactly what you're dealing with with a hardware software package like a console. It's like even just some basic web development stuff. You have to be concerned over what browser someone's going to use. Because, you know, some things will work on Firefox but won't work on Chrome. Yeah, that that particular point isn't as true these days. No, no um, it's, it's been very standardized. But like, it, it's very much if you're wanting to support legacy browsers where you have yeah. to put input different code. But, but I mean, any web developer worth their grain in salt or weight in salt or whatever is worth the quote um, would probably not bother trying to support IE nine. <laughs> to be fair, who still uses Internet Explorer? If you're using Internet Explorer, then. Yeah, no. <laughs> in that case, I have a confession. There's still Internet Explorer installed on my server because it's Windows Windows Server 2012. <laughs> yeah, okay. But... It came packaged with the with the overall software, but yeah. But, you know, it's... I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Epic don't want to play with Valve. It's, it's like the Amazon-Google rivalry. Or the, the Sony xbox thing of the past couple of generations of consoles where one says yeah we want cross play and the other one's like no you're not playing with my toys meh can can we all just be nice speaking of nice things nfts uh. <laughs> i knew that i'd get that response from you uh ubisoft is trying to win over skeptical employees with a free nft <laughs> Don't you love it when your boss tries to bribe you to not go against his decision I wonder um, how that worked out. I've seen a few tweets from yeah. Ubisoft employees, and um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, by by this point, pretty much everyone in the world has heard of NFTs. I'm pretty sure the people on the North Sentinel Island have heard of NFTs. And they kill anyone who gets close, so that, that's impressive. But, um, yeah, so, you, you know, everyone's seen the stupid bloody monkey. That was that was like the big famous one that was in the news everywhere. Well, if you work for Ubisoft, congratulations, you can claim yourself a free hat for Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is a very, very meh game. Yeah, I loved the previous Ghost Recon, Wildlands. That was brilliant. Um, and I do own Breakpoint, but, you know, if they're putting NFTs in it, I definitely... Definitely don't want to play it, so yeah. I just thought that was a that, that would be a nice sort of thing to have a laugh about. Yeah, fuck Ubersoft. <laughs> just... God, that, that, there's a there's a reason that EA is the worst video game company in America, and that's because Ubisoft's French. Pretty much. But uh yes. On the topic of stupid things. Well, it's not stupid, but things that cost a lot of money. Uh, Starlink. <laughs> Lamau. I bet Elon wasn't happy about this. SpaceX's Starlink project lost 40 satellites. I think it actually turned out to only be 38, but still. 
40 satellites in a geomagnetic storm. So basically, when the sun's feeling a bit angrier than usual, it spits out some high energy particles that are magnetosphere, the bit that stops us all from dying. What, the guy from X-Men? Yes, yeah, he's just around the planet, <laughs> keeping the sun out. <laughs> um, no, so it's, it's, it's a sort of sciencey thing, but basically, the bit that stops the, the solar rays that destroyed Mars a long time ago from doing the same to us, when there's a coronal mass ejection at the sun, which is where it spits out basically plasma, um, our magnetosphere deflects it, but it causes a thickening of the upper atmosphere, which caused so much drag that it killed 40 satellites. Oh, God. So, you know, like, it makes sense. You're putting that many satellites up there. You park them low, make sure they all work, and then send them where they're supposed to go. Because that way you can just dispose of ones that don't work by burning them up in the atmosphere. Um, yeah, this... Well, 40 of them did burn up in the atmosphere, and it's estimated that this cost SpaceX 10 million at, like, a conservative estimate. Which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot. Especially in terms of space travel, but for a company that's also spending god untold millions on uh, its Starship program, this sort of loss isn't exactly a good one. Yeah. But uh, the other points I've written aren't really relevant. It was just me being a space nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, yeah, the next one. But... But games that might come to the Steam Deck, it's it's happening. Rockstar has confirmed that GTA 6 is in active development. Point where I point out I'm still playing San Andreas. <laughs> yes, Burridge, but you're old. Like look, San Andreas. <laughs> look. Look. It's better than GTA Online, okay? Yeah, but GTA Online, it, GTA Online wouldn't be so bad if it didn't cost you literally your kidney to buy one of the like something in the newest update. But yeah, uh, nearly a decade after the release of one of the best-selling games of all time, Rockstar has finally said that the sixth, in, the sixth, but not sixth installment of the series is coming. Yeah, <laughs> the sixth numbered installment, main series. It's a yeah. it's sixth in the. Um, so I, I guess people moving on to modded uh, GTA Online servers has, has made them realise they can't just sell shark cards to fund the studio anymore. See, the thing is, if they did a similar thing to what San Andreas Multiplayer did back in the day, and I still play it, that's why I still play San Andreas, um, and what like Rage MP and 5M do now, if they just did that in the base game, people wouldn't mod the game as much in terms of multiplayer because and then they would control the multiplayer aspect like they could say yeah sure you can host servers but like if you want to get on our master list or like on our hosted list or 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 some sort of list to like show off your server more the you no pay us list. sort of thing you know <laughs> but i mean you know yeah but I mean, I don't know. I don't think it would ever work. I feel like modders always just do the multiplayer side of it better. Maybe they should focus on the single player and just let do multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's It'll probably end up being like um, 
like Elder Scrolls Six, Skyrim Two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, you know, how many years ago did they announce that at E3? It was the same year as '76, wasn't it? Uh, well, it was the E3 we covered, wasn't it? Was uh, E3, it E3 2018. E3 2018. Four years ago now. And I'm oh fairly certain. Christ, it was four years. I'm fairly certain they started development straight after the conference. <laughs> and they're still working on it now. It'll be one of those games that we keep hearing little things about for like half a decade before we like see anything. And you know, we're nearing that half a decade point for Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, we know um, the art. We we know the trailer artwork exists that they made. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 we'll see. Um, but like with GTA Six, I hope the story, I hope the single player is better because like the mechanically GTA Five is fun. But I didn't enjoy the story yeah. that much compared to, like, GTA San Andreas, Vice City 3, you know? I just didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. I mean, out of the story in GTA 5, Trevor is by far and away the most iconic character. Yeah. The thing is, like, Stephen Ogg, who, who plays him, um, he plays a character in Snowpiercer, and he's like similar sort of not quite going around and murdering everyone psycho but like scheming conniving bastard level of psycho and you know he i think they chose a very good character they chose a very good person to play trevor like something that supports the um actual story of GTA 5 other than the technical aspect, is some of the actual acting in it is very good. Yes, absolutely. Realistically, you can carry a lot on the shoulders of very good actors. I, I, I just, in my opinion, it's the weakest GTA story. Except maybe GTA 4. GTA 4 was probably weaker um, for me. But GTA 5, I don't know, I expected more from the after yeah. GTA. Because GTA 4 was like, yeah, okay. I mean, it was okay. Don't go wrong. I enjoyed GTA 4 as well, and it was very derpy as well, and I loved that. GTA 5 kept some of that as well, but I don't know. But yeah. I just hope that if they do, when they do a very solid single-player game. Yeah. Not just focusing on the online multiplayer. That's the thing. They got rid of all the story expansions like they did with GTA 4. They didn't bother with this because they got the online no, going yeah. and they were just like, ah, whatever. Which online has received so many updates and story mode hasn't. Like, you know, I'd love to be able to take the vehicles from online and just play with them in single player without yeah. having to mod them in. But no, because it's entirely online focused. You can't. Yeah. Bring back better single player experiences, companies. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. But anyway, speaking of games that you can play single player, I'm actually quite Mario excited about Kart this one. <laughs> yeah, forty-eight new yeah, tracks. I'm excited for, for this twenty-five one. pounds. That's a pretty decent deal. I actually prefer this over an idea of Mario Kart Nine. Yeah, I would rather just keep Mario Kart Eight and have more tracks. Give me some of the old tracks, which I believe this one does. Yes, yeah, I think a lot of it is 
like, I think it's bringing back like Coconut Mall. Yeah. And I, some of the other ones. I hope they have like every single Rainbow Road from every generation come back <laughs> at some point. Because imagine having a cup which is Rainbow Roads. Like you go Rainbow through. Cup. You go like yeah, the Rainbow Cup, and it's just like the SNES one, the sixty four one, the GameCube one. Are oh, the get? I'd love to see the GameCube one in like the newer version because the GameCube one had like loads of spirally bits and that. Yeah, and it was quite a lot of fun. And I'd like to see if they change it up for the the Wii version as well. The Wii version was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd like to see them just do like a. I love Rainbow Road. It's like one of my favorite tracks, and it always has the good Man. music. Also, man loves his rainbows. Um. Yes. Yeah. I, I would like to pre- uh, preface this with the fact that I do not support Nintendo at the moment. I'm still very angry at them. What did they do <laughs> this time? So, right. So it, it was your birthday, and I was like, you know what? Like, if I was going to message you if you're about, like, do you want to play some Mario Kart? But I thought, you know, I'll set up my Switch and go and find Mario Kart first. I couldn't find it. Right. So there was a sale going on on the Nintendo eStore at the time. Mario Kart was 33 quid. So I thought, well, you know, I'll buy an online copy, and then if I find the physical copy, I can sell it. You know, you think, digital code, online shop, you'd expect, like, near instant delivery. Oh, no. Nope. Saturday rolls around, I send them a message. Oh, um, the, the team that handles dispatching this sort of thing says to wait until Sunday. I missed the cut-off to speak to their support on Sunday, so I... I ring them on Monday and I'm like, yo, what's going on with this? Actually, no, I sent them a message first on the e-store messaging thing. Oh, you're... they literally copy and pasted some big thing about um, the transaction didn't go through or something. And then the chat representative immediately disconnected. <laughs> like, no chance to give like for me to ask any follow-up questions or anything. So I started another chat thing, and they were less than helpful. So I decided to give them a ring, and they were like, "Oh no, yeah, so like something happened with the payment. Um, it didn't go through. We recommend that you just order it again." Well, at this point, the sale was over, and it was back up to fifty quid. <laughs> so I was like, "Hold the phone." Haven't they taken yeah. your money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it ends up being released back to the payment method in the end. But, you know, it was like, okay, so you expect me to buy this product again, even though now full price. it's now full price. And they were like, yes. And I was like, okay, well, is there like a supervisor I can speak to? Oh, I'll, I'll email you the email address for the supervisor because the supervisor doesn't take phone calls. Right? Yeah. So they still never sent me that the email for it. And they 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 sent me an email like yes we we have now acknowledged that your order hasn't gone through. And then about 2 hours later I get another email saying we're sorry your order didn't go through. Please note that if payment does clear between well, that you we confirm that your order is cancelled and the money will be released back to your card account whatever it says in x amount of days. Please note that if transaction completes between now and then you will receive your item still right and i was like okay what the hell whatever but yeah i was very unhappy anyway i found my mario kart cartridge now so oh that's so, yeah i was still very angry maybe yeah. when when these things come out i'll yeah well this 
they're releasing over the course of two years. But the first eight come out on Kieran's birthday, I think. I might so, have to purchase yeah. it. I mean, the thing is, I have to purchase it because I had to purchase it. Yes, once for well. you, and once for Jess. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, the problem with like DLC. Yeah, that uh, that is probably my only issue is the fact that it's paid, but I'll accept it over a Mario Kart Nine. Well, yeah, it's better to pay the twenty five quid for basically another full Mario Kart's worth of tracks as opposed oh, no, to well, fifty quid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For just Mario yeah. Kart Nine. Yeah, so I would, yeah, but I yeah, would absolutely. I'd rather them just keep Mario Kart 8 updated until they release the next console. Yeah. Because Mario Kart 8 is perfectly fine. It just give it more maps. You know, make new maps, maybe. Well, not yeah. not just release <sighs> release old ones and make new ones as well. That'd be great. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm angry at Nintendo, but, you know, I still love Mario Kart. It's we'll so to, good. We'll have to play some more. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe uh, when I'm done with Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, that is us all done for this episode of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. If you like what you heard and would like to hear more, you can subscribe to Burridge and Tom over on YouTube or follow our podcast on your favourite podcast source. If you really like what you heard, congratulations, you've made it this far. That was a lot. Um, you can join our dis- you can support us over on Ko-fi. If you want to get involved with the community, you can join our Discord. The links to all these and more are available over at BurridgeandTom.com. And as always, I have been Tom. And I have been Burridge. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next time with even more nonsense. Well, probably not more. Hopefully not more. God will be here for a week. <laughs> a, a more a more contained version. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a more abridged version. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.